Hello, and welcome to another episode of Fireside Poems. I'm Dr. J. Today's episode returns again to Longfellow's The Courtship of Miles Standish. When we left Priscilla and John at the end of episode 60, Priscilla had just interrupted John as he was delivering Miles Standish's marriage proposal, asking him, Why don't you speak for yourself, John? John is perplexed and bewildered by her unexpected question. Though he would like to speak for himself, he has made a promise to his friend to woo Priscilla on his behalf, and John feels that promise to be sacred. As we learned in episode 65, Standish, when he learns of Priscilla's response, storms off in anger and resentment an anger still burning when, three days later, he lashes out and plunges a knife into the heart of the Massachusetts brave Pexwat. Meanwhile, Alden considers returning to England on the returning Mayflower, thus putting himself out of temptation's way. He finally chooses to stay, however, preferring to be near Priscilla than follow even what he feels to be God's directive to leave. As he watches the Mayflower depart, Priscilla comes up beside him. The passage I've chosen for today recounts the dialogue that follows between them. Let's listen. From The Courtship of Miles Standish by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Thus for a while he stood and mused by the shore of the ocean, thinking of many things and most of all of Priscilla, and, as if thought had the power to draw to itself, like the lodestone, whatever it touches, by the subtle laws of its nature, lo, as he turned to depart, Priscilla was standing beside him. "'Are you so much offended you will not speak to me?' said she. "'Am I so much to blame that yesterday, when you were pleading warmly the cause of another,' My heart, impulsive and wayward, pleaded your own, and spake out, forgetful, perhaps, of decorum. Certainly you can forgive me for speaking so frankly, for saying what I ought not to have said, yet now I can never unsay it. For there are moments in life when the heart is so full of emotion, that if by chance it be shaken, or into its depths like a pebble drops some careless word, it overflows, and its secret, spilt on the ground like water, can never be gathered together. Yesterday I was shocked when I heard you speak of Miles Standish, praising his virtues, transforming his very defects into virtues, praising his courage and strength, and even his fighting in Flanders, as if by fighting alone you could win the heart of a woman, quite overlooking yourself and the rest, in exalting your hero. Therefore I spake as I did, by an irresistible impulse. You will forgive me, I hope, for the sake of the friendship between us, which is too true and too sacred to be so easily broken. Thereupon answered John Alden, the scholar, the friend of Miles Standish, I was not angry with you. With myself alone I was angry, seeing how badly I managed the matter I had in my keeping. 
No, interrupted the maiden, with answer prompt and decisive. No, you are angry with me for speaking so frankly and freely. It was wrong, I acknowledge, for it is the fate of a woman long to be patient and silent, to wait like a ghost that is speechless till some questioning voice dissolves the spell of its silence. Hence is the inner life of so many suffering women sunless and silent and deep, like subterranean rivers running through caverns of darkness, unheard, unseen, and unfruitful, chafing their channels of stone with endless and profitless murmurs. Thereupon answered John Alden, the young man, the lover of women, Heaven forbid it, Priscilla, and truly women seemed to me always more like the beautiful rivers that watered the Garden of Eden, more like the river Euphrates through deserts of Havilah flowing, filling the land with delight and memories sweet of the garden. Ah, by these words I can see, again interrupted the maiden, how very little you prize me or care for what I am saying when from the depths of my heart, in pain and with secret misgivings, frankly I speak to you, asking for sympathy only and kindness. Straightway you take up my words that are plain and direct and in earnest, turn them away from their meaning, and answer with flattering phrases. This is not right, is not just, is not true to the best that is in you, for I know and esteem you, and feel that your nature is noble, lifting mine up to a higher, a more ethereal level. Therefore I value your friendship, and feel it perhaps the more keenly, if you say aught that implies I am only as one among many, if you make use of those common and complimentary phrases most men think so fine in dealing and speaking with women, but which women reject as insipid, if not as insulting. Longfellow characterizes John in this exchange as the young man, the lover of women. By lover of women, Longfellow doesn't mean a seducer, a Casanova or Don Juan, almost the opposite. He means a young man who likes women, who wishes to be their friend and ally, who values and admires their qualities. We might put Longfellow himself in this camp, considering the number of women he portrays with admiration and sympathy in his poetry, the feminine qualities he esteems, whether found in women or men. Yet it isn't just such toxic men as Miles Standish that need to get their act together. So too does John Alden. Priscilla cuts him off not once, but twice in this passage and not with the twinkle in the eye she had when she interrupted him to ask him to speak for himself when pleading the case of his friend, there is no smile here but earnestness. John Alden may esteem her and enjoy her friendship, but he doesn't take her seriously. He doesn't listen to her. Let us, particularly the men, not make the same mistake. Let's listen again in hopes that, in the future, we might better get our act together. From The Courtship of Miles Standish, 
by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Thus for a while he stood and mused by the shore of the ocean, thinking of many things, and most of all of Priscilla, and, as if thought had the power to draw to itself like the lodestone whatever it touches by subtle laws of its nature, lo, as he turned to depart, Priscilla was standing beside him. Are you so much offended? Will you not speak to me? said she. Am I so much to blame that yesterday when you were pleading warmly the cause of another, my heart, impulsive and wayward, pleaded your own, and spake out, forgetful perhaps of decorum? Certainly you can forgive me for speaking so frankly, for saying what I ought not to have said, yet now I can never unsay it. For there are moments in life when the heart is so full of emotion that if by chance it be shaken, or into its depths like a pebble drops some careless word, it overflows, and its secret, spilt on the ground like water, can never be gathered together. Yesterday I was shocked when I heard you speak of Miles Standish, praising his virtues, transforming his very defects into virtues, praising his courage and strength, and even his fighting in Flanders, as if by fighting alone you could win the heart of a woman, quite overlooking yourself and the rest, in exalting your hero. Therefore I spake as I did, by an irresistible impulse. You will forgive me, I hope, for the sake of the friendship between us, which is too true and too sacred to be so easily broken. Thereupon answered John Alden, the scholar, the friend of Miles Standish. I was not angry with you, with myself alone I was angry, seeing how badly I managed the matter I had in my keeping. No, interrupted the maiden, with answer prompt and decisive. No, you were angry with me, for speaking so frankly and freely. It was wrong, I acknowledge, for it is the fate of a woman long to be patient and silent, to wait like a ghost that is speechless, till some questioning voice dissolves the spell of its silence. Hence is the inner life of so many suffering women sunless and silent and deep, like subterranean rivers running through caverns of darkness, unheard, unseen, and unfruitful, chafing their channels of stone with endless and profitless murmurs. Thereupon answered John Alden, the young man, the lover of women. Heaven forbid it, Priscilla, and truly women seemed to me always more like the beautiful rivers that watered the Garden of Eden, more like the river Euphrates, through deserts of Havilah flowing, filling the land with delight and memories sweet of the garden. Ah, by these words I can see, again interrupted the maiden, how very little you prize me or care for what I am saying. When from the depths of my heart, in pain and with secret misgiving, frankly I speak to you, asking for sympathy only and kindness, straightway you take up my words that are plain and direct and in earnest, turn them away from their meaning, and answer with flattering phrases. This is not right, is not just, 
is not true to the best that is in you, for I know and esteem you, and feel that your nature is noble, lifting mine up to a higher, a more ethereal level. Therefore I value your friendship, and feel it perhaps the more keenly if you say aught that implies I am only as one among many. If you make use of those common and complimentary phrases most men think so fine in dealing and speaking with women, but which women reject as insipid, if not insulting. After reading this passage with my class, I would ask my students, and in this case particularly my female students, if what Priscilla says is true. Do women reject the common and complimentary phrases of men as insipid and even insulting? Not always, they would venture, perhaps not even often, or often enough. Such phrases are what we're brought up to want to hear. To be like Priscilla, one or two would suggest, you have to have self-confidence. Even more, you have to have a strong sense of self-worth as a woman, even when you're still a girl. Then, when a cute one like John does come along, we can set him straight and have a chance at being happy. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll join me again next week for another episode of Fireside Poems. I'll be doing two or three more passages from The Courtship of Miles Standish in the coming months, including for Fireside Poems' final episode. If you think others might enjoy Fireside Poems, please let them know about it through your social media so that they might join you and me each week by the Fireside. 